Hi, I'm Lisa Eddy, your host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast, where we reveal and explore both modern and ancient beauty secrets so you can radiate your true power and beauty both inside and out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. I am so excited to bring to you Dr. Lise Janelle. Dr. Lise is a renowned inner game coach, professional speaker, author, educator, and founder of the Center for Heart Living. Dr. Lise combined her background as a holistic chiropractor and a practitioner of NET with the power of gratitude to create the revolutionary heart freedom method. Lise specializes in inner game mastery, the alignment of beliefs, passion, and values with goals, actions, and results. Dr. Lise has worked with athletes, executives, celebrities, and entrepreneurs alike, helping them to release the self-sabotaging mechanisms that limit their ability to achieve their ideal results. Dr. Lees, it is such an honor and a pleasure to have you here on the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's fun interacting with you. (laughs) I know we do have a nice connection. Thank you for saying that. And I love that we also share the same name in French and English. And the work you're doing is absolutely profound. I love the heart connection. And I actually am a huge fan of chiropractic work. I was married to one in what feels like a past life, uh, who also practiced the NET work. And I ran that wellness clinic. So I personally am incredibly familiar with and a huge advocate and proponent for chiropractic, as well as the emotional NET work. I wonder if you could break that down a little bit for our listeners who may not be familiar with what NET is. Yes, NET is an amazing method uh, created by Scott Walker. And Scott is a chiropractor, and he's like this mad scientist, always interested in finding how he can fix everything. That, that, I think that's his motto. is like, bring me anything, I can fix anything. So he's always trying to find a way. And what I love about NET is that they talk about the health triangle. The health triangle is the natural state of a human being is to be healthy. And you only experience this ease when there's a block to that healing power of the body, the innate intelligence of the body. So a block can be structural, biochemical, or emotional. And I find usually it's a combination of all three. So when you're a really good integrative medicine doctor, what you do, instead of numbing the symptoms, what you do is you look for the cause because the body wants to be healthy. Like if that was not true, we'll all be dead. Like things happen to us all the time. If you ding your car, it never comes back to to life. But you know, we break a leg, things happen to us, we have a fall and the body heals itself. So the body wants us to live. The body wants us to be healthy. So our job is to help that power. And it's powerful. Like the life is powerful. Like Something that bugs me, but actually also is very inspiring. I had like a brand new driveway put with new asphalt. And then I see this bump. And then I look. And this little twig 
was pushing through the asphalt, coming out. Like, it's pitch black. It's under asphalt. How did it know, first of all, to go that way? How was it powerful enough to push through the asphalt? That's because that's life. Life is powerful. And I actually really love it as a reminder because when I work with my clients, what I love to do is I really help them on the fact that, you know, as a chiropractor, I believe that the natural state of a human being is to be healthy and you only have to remove that blocks to it. But now as a coach, I believe the natural state of a human being is to feel fulfilled, happy and successful. And we only need to remove the blocks. So with NET, like as a chiropractor, you know, I would adjust the spine, I would check diet and things like that, and exercising and massage and all those good things. And then doing the NET work where you find a moment when a belief gets stored in the physiology of a person and you find that moment and then you dissolve it from the physiology of the body. And it's, it's really powerful when you do that because it really helps. Actually, earlier I was doing a podcast and I was talking about this. I can actually show you something. I'm not sure if you can see it. Well, for those of us who are watching on YouTube, it's a little bit hard to see. I, I think we're getting it a little bit up. Uh, she's showing us. Go ahead and speak on that. So this is an MRI. So what they did is Dr. Dan Monti, who's a psychiatrist and a teacher in, in Pennsylvania, the University of Pennsylvania, he got some connection with Harvard and he got to do some research. And they did some research to prove how NET works. And they wanted to have people where you had PTSD. So PTSD is basically you get something that happens to you, it's so traumatic, and then the body is looped in it all the time. And that's what NET does. It stops the looping. So they asked for volunteers who had been diagnosed with cancer if they would come to be part of the study. And they put the patients in the MRI machine, and they asked them to think of the moment when they were diagnosed with cancer, because it's it's traumatic for most people. And that's why if you could see this, like the whole brain lights up, you know, those yellow spots there, that's the brain lighting up. And then they put the people back in the MRI machine after a session of NET, and they saw that the limbic system actually had calmed down. And why is that important? It's important because when your limbic system is stuck in that loop all the time, it increases your cortisol level. And when you increase your cortisol level, you decrease your, your immune system and your ability to fight cancer. So that's a really cool study. And it gives you a visual of what actually happens in the brain. But from, you know, so I, I was a chiropractor and I was working face to face with clients. But then when I became a coach, I had, I had a client in Madrid and I go, oh my goodness, I need to do NET, but I can't do NET over the phone. So, you know, necessity is the mother of all creation, <laughs> invention. So I ended up, you know, using intuition and things that I read together to, to help my clients find the moment. So I have a, it's 10 steps that I do when I created a heart freedom method. The same year that I met Scott Walker, by coincidence, I also met Dr. John DiMartini. And he teaches the power of gratitude. And that it's, it was so transformative. Like knowing the power of gratitude is so amazing that 
it's actually one of the reasons I became a coach instead of a chiropractor, even though I love, love being a chiropractor, because I know that deep down, if we can heal the moments when something we feel, and I'm going to use my opinion, Xin and Yang. Again, for those of us who are watching on YouTube, she's holding up a yin and yang symbol. Uh, so if you're watching on the audio, that's what's going on here. <laughs> so if you feel that something was more painful than pleasurable, it decreases your self-worth. Because whether we are aware of it at that moment, we, we feel like if I was safe, if I was loved, if I was worthy, these challenges would not happen to me. And that's... That's part of my message that I want to bring in the world is I want to really make sure that people understand that no matter what's happened to you, the support and challenges that you've experienced in your life, everything is a support. And I have a, a corny analogy for that. And it's the perfect corny analogy is one day a scientist is observing a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. It's a huge struggle. It takes hours and hours and hours. So to be nice to the butterfly, it cuts the cocoon open. But by doing this, the butterfly has nothing to struggle against. So the wings are weak, it can never fly, and it dies like that. So when you find a moment, when you remember a moment in your life that was very painful, but you don't bring gratitude, it still hooks you. So that's why I created the Heart Freedom Methods, because... I found a way of doing it over the phone, over Zoom. I can do anybody on planet Earth. I can help them find the moment where they create a belief, and then we bring gratitude. Like, for example, last week I had this client come to see me because she was really upset. The man she was with, she discovered is cheating on her, and she she was she like, why is it that this keeps happening to me over and over again? So we did the heart freedom method, and she ended up in a streetcar with her. She's 12 years old. Her brother is 15 years old. He doesn't want his younger sister with him on tow. And so he left her there because she didn't want to do what he wanted to do. And he just left. So now she created a belief about herself that she only has worth. She's only going to be loved if she does what the man tells her to do. The human mind is so fascinating and how, and she also, it sounds like she created the belief from that, that men were going to leave her. Yep, exactly. So she had both. So unless she did what the men wanted her to do, they were going to leave her, which is what she just had over and over. Either super controlling men, as soon as she wanted to assert herself, that would just leave her, or would cheat her. That, that's what, you know. So it was important for me to show her what was the blessing, actually, because at that moment, like, okay, I'm giving you a crash course right now. So the other thing that's super important for you to remember, it's like the way I see it, and that really helps my client live an amazing life. There are two possible stages to the human spiritual development. Stage one where we are driven from the external world, getting our sense of worth from the way the world reacts to us. If the world reacts to us, I'm worthy. Like the, the way we want, I'm worthy. And if the world does not react to us the way we want it, something is wrong with me. So in this case, you know, her in the streetcar, he didn't react to her the way she wanted to. She was not safe. She's not worthy. The only way I can keep love is if I compromise myself. So 
Stage one is super important because even though we're not conscious of it, everything that happens to us is divinely designed just for us. So these events, no matter how painful they were, you know, if you lost someone, you know, your mom or your dad died, or someone got sick, or something happened to you that fell, look at it as a blessing. Because through this challenge, you were driven through stage one, and you created interest and people and personality. Like for me, for example, I had a twin that died beside me in utero. So what do you want to do when someone you love dies? Do you want to heal them? So I became a healer. What a coincidence. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole bunch of chiropractors and medical doctors that actually, they don't know that, but if they were going to do their work, they would find most likely that there were actually somebody else with them. If you can, like if it's a deep yearning inside of you to want to heal, that often it's connected to a story like that. Either you lost a twin or a parent you love or somebody that was really interested and now you want to heal. So no matter how challenging something happened to you, it was divinely designed for you. But it was stage one. And I call stage one the boot camp. All right? So you, as a spiritual being, came on planet Earth and you chose, according to what was going to be best for you, different boot camp. Some of us go to a music boot camp. Some of us go to an athletic boot camp. And some of us go through Navy SEAL boot camp. And Navy SEAL, as you know, is not easy. You have hell week or you don't sleep for a whole week. And you like if you manage to survive Navy SEAL training, you're like a superhuman being. And it's not because it was hard that something is on wrong with you. It's not because you're unworthy that you went through a Navy SEAL boot camp. It's because it was going to make you strong. So if you can start looking at everything that's happened to you from that light and say, since I'm worthy of love, and, and this is a basic premise, that a, a basic principle I want everybody, if that's all you remember from this interview with Lisa, is that in the midst of any challenge, you know, allow yourself to suck your thumb, feel a little sorry for you, <laughs> but then take a breath and you. Since I'm worthy of love, how is this a benefit to me? What is it that I'm being guided to master that obviously I've not mastered, otherwise this would not be happening? And or where is this sending me that I was not going, even though probably deep down in my heart I knew I, I needed to go there? So once you start looking at everything that happens to you as a blessing, you create a reality that becomes that. So usually people, you know, the boot camp is divinely designed for you. And then people leave it. If you're lucky, you're going to leave your stage one to what I call stage two, creating heaven on earth. And the difference between stage one and stage two is that in stage one, you run away from pain towards pleasure. And you get your sense of worth from the outside world. But in stage two, we change it now. You get your sense of worth from whether or not you're connecting to your heart. It doesn't matter what the world around you is telling you. 
It's what you're telling yourself. Like when you go to bed at the end of the day, did I live in integrity? Did I do what the, the things I told myself I was going to do? So in stage two, I'm using the yin and the yang again. So the yin is the female principle of listening. And the yang is the male principle of acting. Whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. You have these two principles. And your heart wants you to know two things. The first thing your heart wants you to know is you're worthy of love. And the second thing your heart wants you to admit is your dreams and aspirations. And you need to become like a dog after a bone. Whenever you have any self-talk, where are you telling yourself, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? You go, no, since I'm worthy of love, what's really going on? And you find, you know, the reason for it and you find growth and blessings in it. And then you actually start organizing your time to your highest value. And as you do this, you feel fulfilled. And everybody becomes more and more of heaven on earth. So stage one is the boot camp. Stage two is creating heaven on earth. And I can guarantee you, the person who's going to kick the dog is not the happy person, but the unhappy person. So it's not selfish to strive to create heaven on earth. Because if you're creating heaven on earth, you want to feel loved and you want to love. So you're not going to go with a machine gun, go and kill anybody. So when you're creating heaven on earth, you're going to strive to grow in love and wisdom. You're going to inspire people around you. You're going to want the best for the people around you. It's a total different way of living. And when you go to bed at night, even when you're creating heaven on earth, there are people who are going to like what you do and people who are going to dislike what you do. No matter what you do in life, there are always be going to be people who like you and dislike you. So might as well be true to your essence because guess what? It's still going to like you and dislike you, but at least you're being true to your essence. It's so important because there's two types of people. You can be a people pleaser or a people lover. A people pleaser versus a people lover. So if you're a people lover, you support and challenge people. You help them become the best that they can be. You challenge their wings. You don't always support them. You help them believe in themselves. You help them Find it within themselves. If you're a people pleaser, you say no to yourself. You say yes to others. By doing this, you build resentment. You're being passive to aggressive. Energy can never be destroyed or created. So you go from saying no to yourself, no to yourself, no to yourself, no to yourself. And then one day you go, whack, yes to myself. <laughs> and then you either have a big argument or see ya, I'm out of here. So it's not wise to be a people pleaser. Because... If you don't explode at some point, what's going to happen? You're going to explode against you. And that's dangerous. You can't, you can't cheat the system. This is, I believe this is a matrix to teach us how to love. The more you become aware of that, the more present and conscious, the more you create a heaven on earth, the more amazing life becomes. And you don't have to die to go to heaven. You can actually experience it every time you're grateful. Oh, I love that. Wow. There are so many nuggets of wisdom that you just shared there. Clearly, people lover is what we want to be. And I definitely am an advocate for that. <laughs> I, I love the way you explain that you love and challenge people to rise into the highest version of themselves, because that is love like a parent, you know, comes to mind. How do we parent? We want our children to be the best. We want our friends, our partners, our employees, everyone around us 
And I love the way you explained earlier when you're thriving, it's not selfish because a lot of people do think that doing the work on themselves or putting themselves first is sometimes selfish. And I think this is what you were saying in a nutshell is that when you are being the best version of yourself, you're actually helping others because you have so much more to give, right? We also have like an aspiration for people to rise into like, oh, wow, if she could do it, I could do it. <laughs> exactly. And another analogy that I have that works quite well is like in your garden, you can have a daisy, you can have a rose, you could have a hyacinth and each of these flowers in essence. And if a rose tried to be a daisy, or a daisy tries to be a hyacinth. It creates caca. So each each plant, each flower has an essence. And your job, like when I smell hyacinths, I love hyacinths. It's like I smell. It's like oh, as a little kid, my grandmother used to have them in the garden. When I smell hyacinths, like oh, it's magical. I just love it, you know. But it's the essence of that flower into the world. So the job of a flower is to bring the best expression, and that's love. When the highest sense brings its whole essence into the world, it's, it's like it's bringing us joy and love. And each one of us has an essence. And if we love who we are, we're going to spend time looking, what's my essence? What are my gifts? How am I going to bring them into the world? Because if you're a conscious parent, you're going to look at your children and you're going to look, oh, this one is artistic. This one is athletic. This one is more intellectual. And you're going to put them in different places to try to bring the best out of them. And you, you might actually take the athletic one and put them in some artistic things just to make them more complete. But as a parent, you're going to strive to bring the best out of your children. Well, you know, past 18, it's not your parents' job. It's your job. It's your job now to start looking at you and go, all right, I'm going to bring the best out of myself. What does that look like? And the beauty of it is if you look at your stage one, the challenges that you faced and the, the interest that it drove you to have, the people you brought into your life, you will see that it was divinely designed for you to bring this essence out of you. And that's when you really heal yourself when you see that. So to be conscious and go, all right, I'm going to live an amazing life. I'm going to create heaven on earth for myself and others by bringing my essence into the world. You know, because when we consciously in a relationship with our spouse, our children, you know, our family members, you know, we impact them by being loving, but more than that, our social impact in the world comes from bringing that essence into the world. That's why it's not selfish to bring the best out of ourselves. I love it. It's so true. And wow, I just seriously so appreciate what you are teaching and, and the deep understanding that you have sort of brought to the table here of, you know, I think helping people understand their emotions are sort of a, a navigation system, a guidance, right? To to not suppress, but to move out. And when those get locked in, how they manifest in our body. I love the way that you explain dis-ease too. Like that's something I, I talk about as well, not at ease, right? And so I think what you have shared here 
in a nutshell is also like helping people release some of these emotions so that they can look at themselves in a different way so that they're not, because we tend to judge ourselves when we have like a lot of anger. It's either going, like you said, outward or inward, right? Because for me, emotions are guides to show us where we have the illusion of being unworthy of love. I'm going to repeat that. Emotions are guides to show us where we have the illusion of being unworthy of love. Because as human beings, you can live through your mind, you can be very cerebral, you can live through your gut and be very emotional, and then you can live from your heart where you're going to feel successful, grateful. So the only thing that lives in the heart in my books is love, gratitude, inspiration, and wisdom. Love, gratitude, inspiration, and wisdom. Those are not emotions they are states of being so love is not an emotion it's a state of being and since it's our essence we can all reconnect there if we do our work we can all reconnect there and experience heaven on us because think of the moment in your life where you're the happiest it's usually when you are being loved and loving and or grateful at that moment, you feel inspired, you feel wise because you, you're just grateful. You don't wish for anything like you feel wisdom. And those are the moments in your life where you feel like this is heaven on earth. That is the goal. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if you have a tip to share with our listeners who are just getting started on this journey or feel like that would be helpful for me. How do I come from gratitude? Yes, I actually have a, a tool that you can download it. It's free. It's called bestfriendjournal.com. So if you go bestfriendjournal.com and it's a really good tool and I designed it to help people reconnect with their essence so that their inner voice is guiding them all the time, no matter what's happening in the outside world, because you don't want to be stuck in stage one to create a stage two. So basically it's a 30 day challenge. And it's a journal. You can print it and download it, download it and print it. And every day what you do is you spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes with yourself. So that's true self-care. You know, we can put things on our skin, but deeper self-care is about really spending time with your essence. And so what you do is you, you write three to five things that you have done that day you can be really proud of. You know, I got up this morning and I went for a run. Or this morning, instead of getting upset at the mailman, I actually, you know, looked at the bigger picture and I and I was wise. Or anything you can do that you can catch yourself being proud of yourself. And like anything that happens. So three to five things you can acknowledge yourself with. And then the other part is if you have any negative self-talk about yourself. Or your life, like, oh, I'll never be able to have this, or I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, or I'll never get this job, or whatever is, you know, you're not feeling. What would you tell your best friend or your own child if they were in that situation? So you write the solution you would tell them. And then you reflect, how am I going to use this? And the reason why I get people to do this is like, Einstein says you can't solve a paradox at the level the paradox was created. So when you're in the paradox, but when I ask you to be the friend or the parent, you transcend the paradox, it's easy to see it because now you're not emotionally tied into it. 
you can see it because you love them. So now you go, okay, you give them a you know, nice advice. But then you use that and then you trick yourself into bringing it into yourself. And it's an amazing thing to do for yourself. Like I had a client of mine, she's a provincial level cyclist and she was struggling sometimes at the end of a race. And she said, sometimes my coach is not there. And if I was not where I wanted to be, I would start beating myself up. And instead, since I started using this journal at the end of a race, if I'm not where I want, I encourage myself and her ranking went up. So I, I devised this so you can become really aware of your inner dialogue, because if you can trust yourself to be there for you, no matter what's happening in the outside world, you're safe. I want to make people feel safe. When people feel safe, they can be connected in their hearts and they become happier people. So it's a 30-day challenge. It's called a Best Friend Journal. So bestfriendjournal.com. It's, it's free. You can download it and print it and put it by the side of your bed. I recommend you print it because otherwise, if you have to turn on your computer, often that'll be the excuse while you're tired and you don't want to go and turn on your computer. Or you'll get distracted and do something else on the computer. <laughs> What a beautiful tool, Dr. Lisa. I'm going to download that myself. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. And I wonder if you would share, what would you say to your 20-year-old self if you could go back and have a conversation with her now? Yeah, when I was 20 years old, that was before I started my journey. I would just tell her that she's going to live an amazing life and to to just open herself up to love and being loved. Okay, beautiful. Love is always the answer, period. Yes. What is the big message that you would scream from a mountaintop? Yeah, no matter what what has been done or done not done to you, you are worthy of love. Mm. And everything that's ever happened to you was for your highest good to build your wings. Yes. I love it. Wings. Yes. Because we are all meant to fly Yes, or shine like Marianne Williamson says, as children do, right? Same idea. Yes. You are seriously a plethora of information and such a gift and a pleasure to be in the presence with. Thank you for gracing us with your time and beautiful work that you are doing for the world so that we can all experience heaven on earth. Well, thank you to you and your beautiful work too, bringing in like beauty on the inside and the outside. I'm Lisa Eddy, your host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. I hope this episode brought you insights and inspiration to help you radiate and shine with confidence. Remember to subscribe so you receive new episodes hot off the press right when they are released. And follow me on Instagram for more juicy tips at I am Lisa Eddy. Also, ladies and gentlemen, when you rate and review my podcast, it helps me get seen by more people. And this means a lot to me because I am committed to reaching millions of women across the globe, waking them up to the sacred beauty lifestyle, owning their true power and beauty inside and out. Now, more than ever, we need more women shining instead of hiding. When we band together, we are unstoppable. This is how we change the world together. 
Remember the sacred beauty lifestyle and get on out there and shine. The world needs your light.